throughout the season of Easter, we have been reading from the book of Acts and worship. We have been reading for an ancient wisdom to draw on for our life as a modern church. I would love to know your thoughts as we read these scriptures, as we reflect on them. Give me a call. Shoot me an email. What do you think? I'm curious what you're thinking, and as we turn to the text, today will probably be the only time in your life that you hear a pastor preach from Acts 21, and it will probably be the only time in my life I preach from Acts 21. I will never say never, but in all likelihood, it doesn't appear ever in our lectionary, and it's not a typical text to draw on. But I do love this text, and it's because it is a very specific story planted in one small corner of a larger forest of stories. But it's a wonderful moment in Scripture. Listen now for God's living word to you, the people of God. When we had parted from them and set sail, we came by a straight course to Cause, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patera. And when we found a ship bound for Phoenicia, we went on board and we set sail. We came in sight of Cyprus, and leaving it on our left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre, because the ship was to unload its cargo there. We looked up the disciples and stayed there for seven days. Through the Spirit, they told Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we left and proceeded on our journey, and all of them, with wives and children, escorted us outside the city. And there we knelt down on the beach and prayed and said farewell to one another. And then we went on board the ship, and they returned home. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was in seminary, one of my professors was a woman named Yolanda Pierce. Dr. Pierce would occasionally use the phrase, I went to church. Sometimes she phrased it differently, as in, she took me to church or they took me to church. But to say, I went to church was not literal, though. Dr. Pierce was usually referencing some meaningful experience, a, a story or a reading or a musical event or in class. When someone would reflect on something important, she would say, I just went to church. She didn't say it often, but when she did, it called attention to a sacred moment that those present in the room had just entered. I appreciate these moments and this phrase because it changes the location of a church from a place to a people and their experience. 
It changes the emphasis from the building to the relationships. It changed church from something that is outside of people to something that God nurtures within and between people. And throughout the book of Acts, we see Paul in the business of taking people to church. And Paul and his small entourage of disciples are traveling They go from community to community. They share the good news of Jesus Christ. And today, we read about them sharing time with a community of faith, a church. They pray together. They eat together. They listen for the Spirit together. They trust one another. They share the journey of faith in this one small moment of time. They walk together, and they do something important. They take Paul to church. Willie James Jennings writes about this scripture, that the Spirit moves within us in the quotidian realities of life, marking our time as God's time, and God's time as our time. The Spirit surrounds us every day in all that we do. And because we are the church and individually members of it, the Spirit is moving through us too, you and me, when we're together and when we're apart, every day in all that we do. And through the Spirit, the church is the community that God works through to nurture people in faith and in hope and in love. We are like this church that welcomes Paul. We pray together, we eat together, we listen for the movement of God's Spirit together. We serve together, we support one another, we grieve together, and we celebrate together. We do all of this as the church. We do all this guided and empowered by God's Spirit. And this morning, even though we are already at church, I want us to go to church because we are continually seeking to be the church. I hope to go to church by sharing a few stories, some from my own life, stories from churches that have nurtured faith in my own life. When I was in my 20s, I was an adult chaperone on a high school mission trip to Jamaica. I wasn't a pastor then. I was just an adult on a mission trip with a bunch of teenagers I hardly knew. Forty-some youth and adults stayed in a dormitory of the Caribbean School for the Deaf in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And in the evenings, after long days of working hard in the hot, humid weather, we played games with the kids. Basketball and tag and all sorts of fun things, but one evening... A few of the students at the school motioned that we should sit with them. 
They had put out chairs in rows, and they were taking the hands of the adults and the youth and their their fellow students to sit together in these rows. And then a boy and a girl, they stood up and they began to talk in sign language. I had no idea what they were saying. But I didn't need to. I knew that I was at church. Now, when people go on mission trips, they they think that they're going to minister to others, but these young ministers, these two hearing-impaired students, reminded us that we went all that way also to be ministered to. They wanted us to know that God loved us. I didn't know that I was going to church that day, but I went to church, and I was glad to be there. I went to church and discovered that the church is the community that God works through to nurture people in faith and hope and love. In one church where I was a pastor, there was a woman named Linda. She dropped by my office one afternoon, as she occasionally did, and she said to me, Matt, I need your help with a conspiracy. Now, if you ever met Linda, you would know that she was filled with schemes and roguish conspiracies, and meeting her, you would quickly learn that when she was up to no good, something beautiful Something generous was about to transpire in the world. One time it was to provide child care for the daughter of a woman who was rebuilding her life so that she could be employed. Another time it was about providing food and supplies for a women's book club for women who were trying to learn English. When the youth group had the annual session versus youth group, high school youth floor hockey game, age and arthritis did not matter to Linda. She was a ringer. She would pop goals in like Datsu. She caught passes and respect from the kids. But on this one particular occasion, she knocked on my door, revealing a scheme that involved a family of Ethiopian refugees. And the hijinks were already taking place. She acquired bicycles for this family of nine that were dropped off in the church parking lot. And now they could bike from work and school and and even for pleasure. And there was a problem. Nine people, including an infant, and all of these bicycles could not fit in her car. And so out on the lawn of the church, there sat a large family and a fleet of bicycles. And Linda turned to me and asked, can you help? In such a moment, what do you say? So the infant went in Naomi's car seat. I put bikes on my bike rack, and there were kids in my car. The dads took the bus home, and Linda filled her car with with the rest of the people. And and to get the rest of the bicycles to her home, we, we needed more space. 
So Linda managed to find a contractor who was working on the building next door, and he had a pickup truck, and yes, he could help with the rest of the bikes, and so we dropped the family off at home and unloaded the bicycles to a lot of gratitude and a dinner invitation. Linda took me to church, and through Linda, I saw that the church is a community that God works through to nurture people in faith and hope and love. When I was a teenager, there was a woman in the church I was growing up in named Mary Grace. She was one of the oldest members of the church. She always sat in the same place for worship. She was always in the front on this side. And when the youth went on mission trips, she, uh, we received prayer partners who would write us cards, write us prayers. And one summer, Mary Grace was my prayer partner. She wrote prayers that were generous and uplifting and loving and caring. And so I sought her out on a Sunday morning after worship to thank her for the prayers. And then I asked her, how did you learn to pray like that? And Mary Grace said, by praying. Many, many years of continuously praying and letting others pray for her makes for a person of prayer. And when Mary Grace prayed, I went to church. And I learned that the church is a community that God uses to nurture people in faith and prayer. And love. One church member I knew was a man named John. He went to every funeral at church, every funeral. He went to the ones who were church members, he went to the ones who were not. He went to the big funerals, he went to the small funerals. He attended every funeral at the church. And after one, I went and asked him how he knew the person, and he told me he didn't. And so when I asked him what brought him to the service, he said that the man who had died was a part of the church. And since they both belonged to God, he thought that he should come and help send him home. One day, John told me, that man might be among those saints who welcomes him home. John took me to church. The church that is the community that God works through to nurture people in faith and in hope and in love. A few weeks ago, actually about a month ago, a few weeks before my service, uh, around the time when my service of installation at this church was announced, a, a letter came in the mail from an old friend to the church. And I don't think I've seen him or even spoken to him in years aside from Facebook. And I don't think he's ever been to this church. 
But he said exactly how excited he was to hear that this church had called me as, as their pastor. And he expressed regret that, that he could not attend because he lives on the West Coast. You, you see, he and I used to have long conversations about church, particularly about who was welcome, about who God welcomes. Because after church, when, when he returned home, or after college, when he returned home, he learned that he was not welcome in the church where he was raised in his faith. And uh, I would remind him then, and I would remind him now, that God welcomes everybody, no matter what. Because nothing separates us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, we are told. Scripture tells us. But some places, some people struggle with such welcome. But every time that I enter these doors, I remember that all are welcome here. And I realize that I have gone to church. And I give thanks that I am at church. Why? Because the church is the community that God works through to nurture people in faith and in hope and love, and all people are invited for the experience. Friends, if church is the community that God works through, to reach out into the world, it means that God is working through you. God doesn't just work through committees or pastors or staff. God works through the people, all of them. And so when you bring a meal to a family following a life event, when you drive neighborhood kids to summer camp, when you support the proper administration of the church, God is working through you to nurture faith and love in the world. And when you stand in the darkness of Tenembrae during Holy Week, when you sing full-throated alleluias on Easter morning, when you listen to a church friend who struggles, when you make vows of marriage in this space, when you forgive someone who frustrates you, when you invite a neighbor to church, when you welcome a neighbor during the passing of the peace, when you host receptions, God is working through you. Every time one of these experiences takes place, among many others, you could turn to your neighbor and say, I just went to church. Every time I see one of these beautiful moments of grace among this church, this people, you all, I think to myself, I've been to church. And it's not simply because my car is in the parking lot. No, it is because of the ways that God is turning to the world through this church cultivating faith among you, through you. 
And this, this is good news. It is good news for us. It is good news for the world. For with God, we can so be a church that nurtures us to share a deeper faith, a better life, a fairer world. This is the kind of good news I want to share with everyone I meet. And this is good news for which I give thanks. And I hope you do too. All glory and honor, thanks and praise be given to God this day and always. Amen.